Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm like, really? Wake up! I guess that's what I'm saying. Once you've lost your virginity to this movie and then you come and say to me something about like, my superhero wouldn't do that. I'm like, are you serious? I'm like down the road on that. It's a cool point of view to be like, my heroes are still innocent. My heroes didn't lie to America. My heroes didn't embezzle money from their corporations. My heroes didn't commit any atrocities. That's cool, but you're living in a dream world. I'm your Alex. <laughs> this week, we are talking about Diamonds Are Forever. Why does Snyder want me to hate him? <laughs> He is your nemesis. Apparently. I don't want him to be, but he just is. Neither can live while the other, whatever. <laughs> uh, okay, fair enough. Anyway, moving on. Um, we're wrapping up our set of Bond movies, at least this go-round, yes, for the, 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 the Connery-Lazenby era. Yeah. Um, with Diamonds Are Forever, directed by Guy Hamilton of Goldfinger fame from 1971. It has a 64% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 58% audience score. And that is the lowest of both statistics so far. Um, Tyler, please tell the wonderful listeners at home why this is simultaneously the best movie ever made and the worst. Well, and then Alex, and then tell them what's your best thing and your worst thing about Diamonds Are Forever. The reason this is the best movie ever made and the worst movie ever made simultaneously is because it is. <laughs> uh, my best thing about this movie, um, I think, is the tone. They finally <laughs> they finally hit like oh oh this sort of this sort of chord. Um, that they were sort of going for and you only live twice and there is there is hints of it in like Thunderball. Yeah. You know, they, they kind of like poked it a little bit where they were trying to get a little more silly, a little more campy. Um and then this one just like comes out of nowhere, uh, and and is just delightful the entire way through because it's it's just just sort of over the top uh zany. It's a farce. Uh, it, it, yes. Bond has fully devolved into self parody. Right, but um, it it it's it seems self aware about that, so it just is like just come along for the ride. Well, well, all I can think of is the fact that you were talking about uh, you only live twice. That was Road Roll Doll, um, saying you know trying to to write it kind of like that, where he was like, ah, oh, you know, let's let's make this silly, yeah. let's make it like over the top. But this one does that does such a better job of that, I think, in terms of just being a. Uh, Fun well, it's just constantly weird. It, it's yes. not just like long stretches of boring and confusion. Yes. And there's there's good there's actually good scenes in it too. Yeah. Like there's there's some some neat action scenes, um, some some fun twists and turns. Uh, it's it's genuinely actually... funny in places. It's not unintentionally yes. funny. Well, I mean it is, but. Sometimes, yeah. but but a lot of the the jokes that it's trying to land do actually work, which, yes. um, considering how zany and ridiculous this movie is, that's that's very helpful. 
<laughs> yeah, especially yeah. considering how far we've come. Like, if you were to show a person who had never seen a Bond movie, if you had them watch Doctor No and then this, <laughs> oh my god! It's like, don't worry about what you missed. <laughs> this, these are the these are the end points. These are the end points. Um, we're in the end game now. Uh, I my worst thing, like, I don't. It's. I really don't know if I have one, just because every time I, I I think of one, I can also point to that as being like that's part of what makes the movie work. Right. <laughs> that it's it's sort of silly. I mean, it's not it's not the the case where it's like, it, it's definitely not. Uh, it's like oh, this know. thing is stupid. Yeah, but it, it's funny and it kind of helps yeah. keep it interesting. I don't want to. I don't want to overhype it. It's no. It's no Batman the movie. Um, it's, no, it's no, not, no, no, no. It's it's not something like that where it works. No, because Batman the movie is smart. Hilarious. This movie is dumb. Like it yes. is the definition of dumb. But it's dumb in a fun but way. But it's dumb in a fun way. Yes. Um and it's and it's kind of a, a relief after I would say the last three the stretch of the last three movies of just you know, ever every ever since Goldfinger, um, even though I did I did like Thunderbolt. Yeah. The general tone and just everything they've tried since then, I, I think, has has been trying to reach those heights, and this one is not really trying to. It's it's doing something completely different, and uh, I think for the most part that works out. Right. I agree. Um, I think my best thing might be Jill St. John as Tiffany Case. Um, at least until we reach the third act. <laughs> Because sure. I think she's she's just like genuinely she's just like a really fun performance, yeah. Um, and very different, especially because like my last one, um, my last best thing was uh, Tracy. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of Bond girls, the best things of these movies. Um, but <coughs> excuse me, but her in particular, she's like so different from the other Bond girls with just how snarky she is. Um, and yeah. she doesn't really put up with anyone's crap. Uh, I don't know. She it's, it's it's not really in a like ah uh, she you know like we've talked about before where, how you you've been saying that the a lot of like they'll interview Bond girl actresses who play Bond girls and they're like ah I'm not like the other Bond girls I'm 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 not a ditzy bimbo who gets captured yeah. or whatever you know I um, mean she she does turn into that in the third act which is why I have the caveat on yeah. there but it's it's not even a case where where she's like going against it in a way that's like really saying anything yeah. um it's just sort of like oh this is an interesting character because they're they're kind of they're they're they feel fleshed out they feel like a you know kind of just fun uh sort of does their own thing yeah smuggler lady i don't know <laughs> well i like it cuz cuz her motivations are very clear how how she's just kind of looking for kind of the the thing that will help her the most so she's kind of willing to side with anybody uh uh-huh. i know she felt very much like like 60s catwoman to me in a way which is funny because obviously we're we're around that time period and then also jill st john was in the first episode or first couple episodes of batman um hmm. as like the riddler sidekick and somehow weird i'm, I'm going on a tangent here i don't care um somehow they develop Mission Impossible esque technology, where she dresses up as Robin with a a mask that that makes her look like Robin. Okay. That way, Batman can like find him on the road, or you know, her on the road because they captured Robin and they switched switched out um, the real one for her. And then she tries to kill him in the Batcave, 
and then somehow she falls into the the atomic reactor in the background of the Batcave set, and she dies. Huh. It's 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 oh. great. <laughs> All right. The sixties were a different time. Tyler. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> and the seventies. The seventies and the sixties were both different times. Sure. Sure. Um. But yeah, Jill St. John, she's she's just got like a really, really fun personality and for a movie like this, like we need you need people like mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. unfortunately in the third act she just becomes like a walking uh sex object. Sure. <laughs> and she suddenly turns into an idiot. Like she's pretty smart through the rest of the movie, and then like she does the whole thing with switching out the tapes, and to be fair, Bond's kind of a moron for how he handles that too. Um, well, it's it's super strange because it's supposed to be like, yeah, I guess they never even the tapes never in, even end up mattering, do they? No, doesn't doesn't she go it back? Just explodes. I can't remember. Doesn't does somebody go no, back and switch them again off screen? Well, well, I th- no, I thought there was going to be something where it was like, so so, um, that what happens? Let's let's track this for a moment. Let's do a tangent before you get to your worst thing. Um. Bond, Good, it'll give me time to try and scrape together a worse thing. <laughs> Bond seemingly switches the tapes. He does switch the tapes. Are you sure? Yes. He's very clear about that. But are we are we sure he's not that what the my read of it was that he was doing some sort of three-dimensional chess. No. Where he was he was trying to get her to switch them after the fact. I don't think so. Cause that's why I was very confused because she his reaction her, to her when she comes to him and says, "I hey, I switched the tapes." Yes, but like that's what I was saying. Is, why is she putting on that performance? And then well, and then she I, goes I, back I, and tries to switch the tapes again, and that's when Blofeld catches her. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was confused. I do, I no, I don't think Bond was was being okay. trying to be uber smart there. I'm, I'm wanting the I'm wanting the movie to be smarter than it. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, because he he supposedly switches them. I'm still going to say supposedly anyway because that's <laughs> I, I'm I'm not I'm not 100 percent confirming it. Um, conspiracy. Release the the tape cut. Release the Hamilton cut. Um. Anyways, Release the Hamilton cut. The plot um, does not matter in this movie. I think is the point you're trying to make. <laughs> well, sure, but specifically, he like switches the tapes. Yeah. Uh, then he gives her what is apparently the real one. Then she switches them again. Then she comes and finds him. Then he says, "Oh no, you switched the tapes wrongly." And then she goes back. And then she switches them again. Well, the the, the or best she tries part is to switch them again. That's part is his re- his reaction where, where she comes up and, and she's like, "Hey, I switched the tapes," and and he's like, "You stupid twit! You switched the the, the fake one for the real one." And then she yeah. should be like, "What was I supposed to?" Get, gather from you sticking yeah. a, a, a tape in you know in my <laughs> shorts yeah. or my my panties and then saying you call yeah. you call me a, a, a an offensive name, sir. I don't I don't know what anyone is uh, anyone's anyone's thinking in that situation. Yeah, and then they end up blowing up the oil rig, and I think that means none of it matters. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say my that my worst thing is probably just that whole final section where they get to the oil rig. Because yes. it's just really lame. Um, Bond <laughs> has nearly nothing to do. We don't know what actually happens to Blofeld. Does he blow up? Is he just kind of rocked around and he's just stuck in his little boat? Um, like I said, Tiffany Case just becomes like a damsel in distress, a sex object, a moron. And 
I kind of like the whole bit where where uh, she's got the gun and she's trying to hand it to him and he says no shoot at them and she tries shooting mm-hmm. but she can't actually look and then she falls off the side yeah if they had planted seeds to lead to that where she's like she's like this tough as nails like criminal but she's like no I don't use guns like if, if eh. so I don't know I, I, if, I don't I don't particularly care I think it's just a funny guy no 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 the way I read it is it's feeding more into her just being an incompetent idiot at the end like it feels like that whole third act was rewritten. Could be. Um, I don't know about that. I don't know. You might be giving the rest of the movie too much credit. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was not a fan of the finale. The, as as entertaining as the rest of the movie was, the finale was really starting to lose me. Which is ironic because that's when all the explosions start happening. <laughs> right. It's at least it's not particularly long. Yeah. Um. At least I mean, especially compared to like th- something like Thunder. Yeah. I like I like if we're gonna have like a giant bombastic third act where where we've got like one enemy army attacking the other, I want Bond to be like really involved in the fighting somehow, and he's mm-hmm. Bond's just not. <laughs> he's whacking a whacking Blofeld around on a crane. Yeah, it's pretty good. Stupid, <laughs> stupid. Um, Connery's not looking great. <laughs> He looks he looks much older. Like yeah. What was it like? Four years since his last one? Five years? And he looks ten years, if not more, older. Oh no! I feel I still feel like he he looked oldest out of all of these, and you only lived twice. <laughs> and that's just because he was like done was the one. with it. I think that was the one where he mostly just like I don't know. This one I feel like he's gained a little bit of weight. His hair starting to gray. <laughs> um. The toupee wasn't as distracting as it has been. Yeah, I didn't really. Um, it. I this is a terrible follow-up to Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Like as a sequel, it's terrible, and I mentioned that in the last episode. Well, it's it's very interesting to see. Like, so we had start with Doctor No, correct? Fairly straightforward <laughs> spy movie, and then we get whatever the one after Doctor No is. From Russia with Love. From Russia with Love, yeah. Um, also a straightforward spy movie. And then we turn to Goldfinger, and it's like, we're starting to introduce some weird elements, but we're also trying to like be this very big epic story. Yeah. And then we swing into Thunderball. Like, it's it's really interesting to watch the progression of like Goldfinger, Thunderball, You Only Live Twice, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, and this movie, because it, it, it just seems like they have no idea what they want. <laughs> yeah. They've started just being like, uh, well, look, no, no, like, they, they watched Thunderball or they made Goldfinger, excuse me. Yeah. And they said, oh my God, this is a huge success. Let's try and replicate the elements. Yes. It really and then is. They, the, like, they spend the, the next three or four movies just trying to figure out what were the elements that made this movie work? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, Part of me should hate this movie, right? Because of how it treats Honor Majesty's Secret Service. It basically ignores it. Like, you could skip yes. Honor Majesty... If you're just watching Connery's movies, you could totally skip Honor Majesty's Secret Service and just go from You Only Live Twice to this. Where yes. he's just like, Blofeld got away, I'm tracking Blofeld. And that's the opening. Yes. Like, uh, Connery's kind of aggressive in his montage of hunting down Blofeld. So it's like, oh, I guess he's trying to avenge Tracy's death but she's never mentioned 
I don't know. He says, welcome to hell, Blofeld, and that's about it. Like, it it just doesn't work as a sequel. Um, Does not feel like it's supposed to. No, and that's because the the last movie didn't do that well, so they, you know, try and sweep it under the rug as best they can, especially since they're bringing Connery back. Um, Much as one does with a dead body. Correct. It's kind of it's kind of the Alien Three syndrome, where that's that's if you really liked Honor Majesty's Secret Service, and of course you and you and I were, were pretty uh, lukewarm on it. I mean, you didn't like it mm-hmm. very much at all. Um, I was a bit more positive, but it, it, that's that's like a huge hurdle you have to get over if you liked that movie in order to kind of get into this one. Yeah. But yeah, after the opening, you very quickly forget that this is supposed to be the next one after <laughs> Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Um, and it, I would also say we're definitely starting to enter the territory, if we hadn't already sort of entered the territory... Of um, continuity of, doesn't matter? Well, not just continuity, but literally, like, sequential order yeah. is starting to feel less important. Yeah. Or it's just like, uh, yeah, this one take you know. Which like like there is something to say about that in terms of these are just standalone adventures you can watch one and not bother with the rest of them. Yeah, there's something to be said about that as opposed to like the you know the MCU where it's like, and you could watch Age of Ultron on your own. I don't know how that would work without watching the rest of them. Right, probably wouldn't work well. Yeah, yeah. No, no. But yeah, it's very bizarre. I feel like it it comes to a point where it's almost like you just put the movies on a dartboard and you could just like watch a random one and then watch another random one and it wouldn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Yeah, it's very bizarre. I don't think they utter the word Spectre at all in this movie. Not that I remember. They just say Blofeld. And I this could be something to do with the rights issue with Kevin McClory and Thunderball. Mm. Um which is an interesting enough angle because it almost seems like Blofeld is now a rogue agent. Well, say something about that. Say he's lost yeah. all of his resources because he had a giant volcano base that blew up. <laughs> <laughs> like, like what accountant signed off on that? <laughs> Cuts to the accountant falling into the uh, acid water from <laughs> "You Only Live Twice." <laughs> Blofeld got upset that the guy was challenging him on on the accounts, so he killed him. like, hey, well, you know, we've got this nice little room here, but we probably shouldn't build a giant place with a monorail running around (laughs) around it. I don't don't really know what you're going to... Oh, God! Die, Mr. Accountant! And then he presses the button. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How'd you feel about Charles Gray as Blofeld? Uh, And his weirdly effeminate ways... (laughs) I kind of, I kind of loved it. Yeah, and it's very, it's even more distracting as a sequel if we're ignoring Honor Majesty's Secret Service, um, because Charles Gray is in You Only Live Twice, and he's like, <laughs> yes, it's so bizarre. Blofeld was Blofeld in. I think you were going to say Honor Majesty. I think you were going to say Blofeld was an inside job. Blofeld was an inside job. <laughs> Blofeld in On Her Majesty's Secret Service was like uh, a, a malformed body double. Yeah. They didn't quite get it right. <laughs> they didn't quite get it right. No, and that's that's the thing. They also insert that element where Blofeld's trying to change faces. I'm like, so is that how they're trying to write off Blofeld being like a different actor in each movie? I like the idea that Blofeld changed his face for to be Blofeld in 
took like Blofeld and automatically Secret Service, then changed his face again to look the same as before. Even better, he changed his face and cut off his earlobes, and then he changed his face and put the earlobes back on. <laughs> yes, yes. Because if you remember, in Honor Majesty's Secret Service, a huge part of, of the storyline there was that Blofeld had no earlobes. I don't know about a huge part of the storyline. It was, it, was it was a minuscule part of the storyline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've, I've completely changed you around on this. All right. Yeah, integrity. Who needs it? Uh, yeah, and and the reason I say effeminate is mostly just because there's a scene where he's in drag because he he tricks Jill St. John into following him and then she gets yes. shoved into the car and I'm just... I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but the best part... He's got makeup on. Thing, it's way. not even just that he's in drag with a wig. He's got makeup on. Have you, have you said your worst thing? I don't even know how I said my worst thing because we went off on a tangent. Yeah, yeah, my worst thing's just the third act, all the right, the okay. oil based so, stuff. I'm free to get into this. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. let her rip. Possibly the best part of the movie, um, even though I didn't say it was my best thing. Uh, Blofeld is in the tower at the end, which is kind of a nice, a neat twist that he's there's this this figure, um, William White, I believe. Is that is that is that what is Willard what White? That, right? Willard White. And it's supposed um, to be Howard Hughes. That's that's the proxy. Uh, okay. Because um, I believe the producers were friends with Howard Hughes. And then also, in order to shoot it in Vegas, I think they needed his help and then, like, some minor mob connections. Because this was back when the mob was kind <laughs> of still running Las Vegas. Um, go watch the movie Casino for an say, education. I thought you were going to say... I thought you were going to say Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. But, um... They actually shot in Vegas uh, because of, of certain <laughs> influences. <laughs> right. Um, but I was going to say, uh, yeah, he's he's been hiding up in the, t- in the tower and, and no one's seen him for years. So no one realizes that Bofeld's actually the one hiding up there and they whisked off Willard White. Um, and so he gets up there. Bond gets up there finally um, and finds him. And then he has a confrontation. There's, there's two Blofelds. Uh, and and he's like what? Because because he already he already killed one Blofeld horribly in a, a vat of boiling liquid. Yeah, uh, very angry water, if you will. <laughs> um, the angriest, you might say, the angriest water. And, it's whatever Starbucks puts in their coffee. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he uh, he finds the two Blofelds. And so he's like, ah, I gotta figure out what to do here. And I'm not entirely actually sure on the logic of, not the logic because the logic is definitely very sketchy. But the uh, the actual physical acts that happen uh, in this scene. But you know what? I'm fine with it. I'm here for it. I'm I'm rolling with it. Um, he he he's trying to figure out which Blofeld is a real Blofeld. Which at this point, I don't even know if it matters. Like, oh, it doesn't. <laughs> kind of seems totally like doesn't. they just take take off or take after each other. So I don't think any but of the he, plot uh, points in this movie actually matter. <laughs> Yes, he he kicks the cat, the, the the infamous cat that has been with Blofeld from the beginning. Yes, uh, and the cat leaps into one Blofeld's arms, and is it is it Bond then shoots him or throws a knife at him? Or Bond something? pulls out his grapple gun that he was using to climb up the building and shoots ah, one of the things okay, into the fake Blofeld's head. Yes, so he kills he kills that Blofeld, and then uh, what does other Blofeld actually like say? Does he say the anything? other Blofeld like? 
pulls out a gun and he's like, oh, my respects to you, but you killed a double or, you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then... I'm like, how can I be sure, though? (laughs) Maybe you're the double. No, no, no. no. Let Let me finish this. Another cat comes out that is the real cat. Oh, really? Who is... Yeah, did you miss that? No, I, I totally missed that. I thought that... There's I, I, Maybe just subconsciously I was like, oh, it's just the other cat. You know, it's the first <laughs> no, cat. No, no, no. Maybe it just ran over. Be- no, no, no. There, there's definitely a scene with two. I, I promise... I really hope I'm not making this up. I'm, I'm almost certain. Um, because, like, it seems like the idea... I gotta I gotta make sure I'm not, I'm not going insane here. Um... Get some great some great podcasting while I pull this up. Mm-hmm. Um. Yep, we're we're just we're just waiting here, folks. <laughs> I'm determined to find it's this. Just, she's so excited. I found a description, but the description of the scene, but the description does not match what is actually. Um, let's just say the way you're saying yeah, 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 it actually yeah, yeah, yeah. happens because I don't want to think no, of it no, no, any no, other it, way now. It, it does. It does say it. Okay. It does say it there. Yes. Um. So so basically, the idea there is that one cat was attached to one, to the the fake Blofeld, and the real cat was still bonded with real Blofeld, and it may be the greatest the greatest unnecessary reveal I've ever seen in, in any like. He thought of everything. He's he's a brilliant mastermind. <laughs> Twelve steps ahead. So I, I out of all the the, and I know it's technically more than four, but the four Blofelds of which we see their faces in, in all the movies is is Charles Cray your favorite? Wait, who's the who's the fourth? Uh, Christoph Waltz. Oh, you're tra- yeah, okay, I'm, I'm you're talking about all the okay, ones that we've reviewed for the podcast. So you're saying this is this is a second, a, a separate from You Only Live Twice? I mean, separate actor. Isn't they all look the same? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but I thought I thought you were saying it was the same actor. No, no, no. Charles Gray is in that movie, but he's he's not Blofeld. Right, right, right. You did, and you mentioned. Yeah. Okay, okay. It's all it's all back. Come on. I saw him and I recognized him, and he was playing Blofeld, and I remembered him from the movie where he was playing or where Blofeld was was in, and so I was kind of just like, all right, because he's back again. This makes more sense. Although I I, I really wish that it wasn't. I really I wish that it was the same guy, and they were just like. Yeah, he's back. So going back That's to my, my question, is Charles Gray your favorite Blofeld? I repeat, Blofeld is the code name. It's not Bond. <laughs> Blofeld is the code name. You still didn't um, answer my question. <laughs> I think the... I don't know. The the Honor Majesty Secret Service Blofeld is... It, he's good, but he's not menacing at all when because they, they try to use him for too much like actual physical battle with yeah. Bond. So I, I feel like I'd have to give it to this guy. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know any other names. Charles um, Gray. Yeah, you've said that like four times. I'm. I'm not going to remember it. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but I. I think. I think. I mean, Christoph Waltz. I don't know. I can't. I don't know how to judge his acting at this point. Like, I feel like he is so much of the same role every time I see him. Yeah. And like, it's a very entertaining thing 
but it's kind of weird and it, and it works wonderfully in for example a Tarantino movie um but I'm not sure if him as Blofeld really like I don't know I feel I feel like it wasn't inspired casting at least no they went with the popular choice and then just told him to be himself because they didn't have a good script yes exactly and so it's kind of like is he the better actor probably but I I, I feel like so far this this guy I'm, I'm still not gonna name well uh, I, I think he fits <laughs> the material the best yeah. um Christoph Waltz works better when you're dealing with with slightly ridiculous stuff like like Spectre's too serious for him <laughs> almost right right um as opposed to like this, where it's just a complete farce, and Charles Gray is just ridiculous, and he's dressed in drag, and it's it's bizarre. I'm like, I'm I'm okay with this, I guess. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yep. All right, talk about how how much you love Mr. Wind to Mr. Kid. Yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> um, they they are among the best henchmen. Slash villains yes. in in all of Bond. Um, I wish they came back for another movie. I I hate the way they go out. Oh, I love it. No, I I think they deserve better than that. <laughs> That's great. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about you know the social politics at the time portraying um, gay characters that way. Yeah. Even though there's an element of that, but they also much like Pussy Galore, a lot of that is pushed into subtext. But still, like if you're if you're anyone with even mild self awareness about the world around you, you're going, oh, they're supposed to be gay, right, right. Um, and and that's I mean there there have been many uh breakdowns and analyses of uh sort of the way that that gay characters. I guess LGBTQ characters first gain representation by being villains and by being portrayed as these like effeminate like yeah. roles and and sort of that was how they got representation for the longest time before people were like hey and we shouldn't have some real characters how about that um and yeah that's that's definitely something to consider here I mean the, like you said it's it is so much subtext uh that I I don't I don't feel too guilty about, and also I genuinely think they're they're delightful. Yeah, um, so it's it's not they're like, genuinely enjoyable. Yeah, it's it's not necessarily a uh, an Ursula situation, perhaps where where she's more like ah oh, this person's very evil. Um, they're entertaining, but they're very evil. Like these these people, they are they are evil. They they do some horrible things, but but I kind of I kind of would watch an entire movie that's just the two of them. Um. And yeah, they 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 show up uh, to begin with. I want my goofy, they... crazy series of movies where you have all the villains and all the the Bond girls and all the Bonds. Even I don't care. You have all of mm-hmm. them alive, and they're all battling each other. And then like, just imagining like you have two different armies of villains fighting each other, and then Mister Wint and Mister Kid just come in as like a third party and start wrecking people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want that. Um, Blow them up with a cake, and it's great because the way they play them, it's a very specific line of like they're doing horrific things, but their banter is like sort of 
almost like it's whimsical. Pure. Yeah, yeah, it's very. It it's got very whimsy. Like, uh, yeah, it's bizarre. Um, I think I think the best one is the part where uh, they they take a picture of the uh, the dead lady in the canal yeah. to confirm that she's dead, and then uh, they're like, "Ah, you you did want the the pictures for the or the children did say they wanted pictures of the canals." And then I don't I don't actually even know which one's which at this point. No. It's all run together. But um, the other's like, ah, you're so thoughtful. The children will love these. Yeah. <laughs> um, if God had yeah, wanted I, I, man I, to fly, Mister Wint, he would have given him wings, Mister Kid. <laughs> they have they have weirdly good chemistry, which is not something you would think of for for a pair of roles like that. Now but. I may be wrong. I believe one of them is Crispin Glover's father. Hmm. Yeah, Mr. Wint, Bruce Glover. Hmm. So, the weirdness it's all the weirdness runs in the family. <laughs> sure, sure. They've, they've um, got all sorts of whimsy. <laughs> it's almost like it was his density. Oh, um, that's... Yeah, deep cuts. Deep cuts. Uh, so... <sighs> I was going to say... I had a thought. We're both very tired. Correct. <laughs> That's my thought. Um, um, should I just talk about various weird, bizarre, stupid moments in this movie? I, I just kind of want to run down several of them. You, you can. Uh, I was. I had some. There's something else I wanted to say about Winton Kid. Um, Bond blows one of them up. Yeah. Yeah. He literally I mean, explodes. The other one's one set yeah. on fire. Yeah. He also might have gotten hit by some of the shrapnel. They get brutal know. deaths. <laughs> like, it's brutal great. deaths. Um, and then, and yeah, then they, uh, they, Tiffany Case is just standing in the, in the corner. It's like a... She's useless. Also, that, that final scene with him is great, where, uh, where Bond is like... Where he fakes them out with his knowledge of uh, wineries. Yeah, whatever. yeah, where he's like, ah, oh, aftershave, very strong, yeah. but the wine is good. And then he's like, oh, I would have gone with a claret. And then, Set up and, and pay off. Like, this is... They talk about that during yes. the opening scene where, where he's having his briefing with M and the, the British guy about the diamonds. Yep. It's all connected. There are some moments in this movie that are surprisingly clever, and it, it Indeed. it's bizarre. Um, it's not even like, and it's it's great because it's not really frustrating. Like you don't feel like this movie isn't living up into it to its potential. No. You feel like it. Re- it really feels like this movie is doing exactly what this movie wants yeah. to do. Um, also, there's a weird moment in that, and this is only if you know knowledge of the production side of things. Bernard Lee was actually like a raging alcoholic, and sometimes they had to drag him to set, hungover. Um, so there's good, a moment good. where he they they ask him if he wants a drink, and he says, "No, none for me." <laughs> And that's like uh, that's a that's a that's a moment. <laughs> All right, that's awkward. Yeah, it's, it's very awkward. Um, <laughs> so running down my weird moments that happen in this right. movie. Number one, uh, Money Penny showing up to give Bond whatever he needs. Is it, is it the thing to get on the hoverboat or whatever? Yeah, something like that. Um, and she makes a comment about a wedding ring, and I'm like, wasn't Bond's wife shot in the head in the last movie? <laughs> Money Penny, it's been six days. <laughs> Let the man breathe I, look, a little. Look, look, 
the the thing about British intelligence, and even then, and Bond's, Bond got married the previous movie too. And Bond's department in general, uh, they're they're all psychopaths. They're all psychopaths, <laughs> psychopaths and nymphomaniacs. Okay, yes. It's it's like Tim Burton's uh it's like Batman Returns where everyone's sole motivation is to have sex it's, but it's amped up by a million. It's it's like the uh the this random reference. It's like the I don't know if you've ever seen the uh, you you being the audience I'm asking you uh because I'm pretty sure you've seen it Alex specifically. <laughs> it's doubtful. <laughs> It's it's the thing there. They did how I met your mother before the the uh, ex- extraordinarily disappointing final season. That's right. I said it. I'll say it every time. Um, I think that's not a controversial opinion at all. Again, I'm very tired. Uh, the uh, they they did at Comic Con. They did like a video with the kids, uh, but like the the actors as they currently are. Um, Dave David Henry and the girl. <laughs> Um, and they, uh, it's, it's them, like, flipping out at their dad for telling them stories of, of just all these ridiculous, like, psychopathic, uh, or not psychopathic, uh, like, nymphomaniac stories of them just being, like, insane weirdos, and the fact that, that anyone else seeing them would be like, what are you doing? This is, this is, uh, extraordinarily weird to be telling your children. Sort of like that. We we see we see the bond, the bond characters in the light the movie wants us to portray. I bet the uh, the guys down the hall. Uh, I don't know, bond is is bond MI six. Is that right? Who, Correct. Yeah, yeah. The, I don't know if they got a they got MI five down the hall or anything like that. But but they're over there like those guys, man. You know they're they're going they're like walking. Hey hey, you wanna you wanna do a do a a pickup soccer game? Uh, after after work or whatever, and they're they're going to, to talk to the, the MI6 guys, and then the MI6 guys are like, "Yeah, we'll kill one of you," and then they do. And that's my evaluation of British intelligence. That was just the longest, most rambling amount of stupidity that you've let me say on this podcast. I don't think I could have done much to stop you for it. <laughs> You know, all things are equal. Well, considering you were staring at your phone, yeah, so I'm, I'm for a good patient. two minutes there, I got my patience. Um, more weird moments. The whole bit where they go to the circus, and then Tiffany Case is trying to get the diamonds or whatever. I got very lost in the plot at this point, <laughs> as in terms of who's working for who. How does Tiffany Case actually know what's happening? Um, why is nobody saying Spectre? That's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> but then she goes into the room. Well, first there's the scene with the water balloons and <laughs> the kids yelling at her because because it's like oh she cheated to get the thing with the diamonds in it, and then she says to him, "Blow up your pants." <laughs> Which, <laughs> What kind of line is that? We don't deserve this movie. We don't. It's bizarre. And it's not the last weird line we'll get from her. Um, And then the next bit, she goes into the room where the, the ape, or the, they have a black woman and she transforms into a gorilla, which, I don't know how to read that. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Your guess is as good as mine, Tyler. Um, yeah. I'm very uncomfortable during this whole scene. And then somehow it's a way for her to escape. And I don't know what's happening. And Bond's just like, what happened? How'd she get away? <laughs> but also, like, she gets upset at Bond for leaving her. I kind of missed that entire Oh, I had no idea what was happening. There. Um, she, but then yeah, yeah, she comes back. She's like, "Oh, how dare you set me up or whatever?" And I, I was like, oh, were, "Were they like fake diamonds?" I like, I was totally lost. I feel like a good bit of Tiffany Case's scenes where she's like interacting with the bad guys. I have a feeling a lot of that was cut. Could be. Like it just feels like there's certain bits where we're just missing story, and mm-hmm. the biggest bit is with um, uh, Plenty of Tool, which. Oh, right. We'll get to her. Put a pin in that. We'll get to her. Because um, there is a scene that's cut out, which leads to something very confusing that happens. Um, uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping back a bit. I'm jumping all over the place. Who cares? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. The bit where uh, Bond's on the phone with Q, where he's like, oh, these fingertips, these, these fake fingertips, these plastic-coated fingertips. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. Batman the movie is on the brain, um, <laughs> but he's talking about that. This is like a fun little little tool, you know, a little gadget. It's mm-hmm. not really a gadget, mm-hmm. but you know. Um, and Q's just like, oh, by the way, that guy you're impersonating broke out of jail, <laughs> and, then, and yep. then it cuts back to Bond, and the phone is just like off the hook, just hanging, <laughs> and, and like Bond's on the way, and Q's just like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Q's. I thought he was like super smart and confident. I guess he's just an idiot. Um, that does that does lead into a good. Uh, uh, it's a pretty solid fight, fight in the scene. elevator, yeah. but then it leads to one of the most dumbfounding moments. Where one thing I've complained about in, in the movies, especially, is just kind of as we progress, everybody just kind of knows who James Bond is. He's almost like uh-huh. a superhero in that way, and it doesn't make uh-huh. a lick of sense. Uh, he's su- I like the idea that, that James Bond is infamous not for being a an excellent spy, but he's infamous for all the people he's killed. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows him for just being this murderous... I'm fine with that. <laughs> like like when, when the girl's like, oh my gosh, you've killed James Bond. It's it's not because she's like, wow, you killed like a, like a, a famous super spy. It's because she's like, thank God he's dead. <laughs> but you, you kind of... You, you stole the wind from my sails. Yeah, um, I do. He sneaks do his that. wallet into into the other guy that he kills, Peter Franks, and, and she checks in. She's, oh my god, you just killed James Bond. Yeah. Yeah. Number one, Connor's Connery's reaction is perfect, where he just goes, "Really? Are you sure?" <laughs> well, I guess that proves that nobody's indestructible. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Oh no, no, no! He says, "Was that who it was?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like. How does she know who James Bond is? And, once again, if they fleshed out a bit more and they actually had Spectre be a part of this movie, I don't. once again, I don't know if for legal reasons they had to leave that out or what. Um, if it's kind of like, in, in Tiffany's certain circles of the criminal underworld, they've heard of James Bond. Like, you could actually sure. have that work. But it just, just the way she says it and how little we actually know about how much she knows, it's... It doesn't make a lick of sense. You keep trying to apply logic. I know, I keep doing that. And normally, a movie, like, you know, you'd be trying to do that with a movie that has has lost me this much. I'd be like, 
just like it's not worth it. But this time I'm like, you don't need to. Right. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah, that's uh... But yeah, this movie's just a cartoon. Um mm-hmm. the bit where they're sneaking Peter Frank's body in the coffin. Um Yep. Felix shows up and once again we have no idea who Felix is when he shows up, <laughs> so it's just like who's this weird guy? Remember, um, Felix Slider yeah. is also a code name. <laughs> but then uh he's like, I don't know where the diamonds are, I can't find them on the body. And then uh Bond says, Alimentary, my dear Watson. And if you know what Alimentary No, he says he says dear Oh, my dear lighter or whatever. Doctor, Doctor Lighter, like whatever. That, yeah. But if you know what elementary is, that's it's kind of gross. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that. Um And then the whole bit where Bond goes to the facility in the desert and he's he's acting like a moron, which is kind of funny. Um, mm-hmm. And he's just walking around like, oh, I'm just checking radiation shields. And he's just kind of snooping around. It's it's funny. But then he runs and escapes and, and he runs through like a set where they're doing the moon landing. And I'm like, oh, is this supposed to be like a Kubrick fake the moon landing? Is this is, is that what this is supposed to be? And the best part is the astronauts yes. are... are it's like they they have no gravity and they're trying to chase after Bond, but they're in slow motion as he's just like it's almost full like speed. It's almost like their understanding of like the the filmmaker's understanding of astronauts is that like they move slowly because of the suits, yeah, not because they're on the moon, but like ignoring the fact that we did you only live twice where they walked around in astronaut suits yeah. like two movies it's great yeah it's it's the dumbest thing ever and it's like it's like and then he gets into a functioning dune buggy and then he gets into a moon moon, dune buggy. moon thing and it's comical and he smashes through the wall and it's the greatest chase scene of all time <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's driving through the desert and there's two cars chasing him and they're just like these these souped up like gangster like 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 60s gangster yeah. cars and they're they're trying to like drive through the desert and the music's and the just the ridiculous it's like they're using get, like a I xylophone or something for the score. It's just we bizarre. Get, Every choice made in this movie is bizarre. Also, I like the score quite a bit. Yeah, we'll to, we'll no, no, I agree. That. I think I agree. I like it it's quite a bit. Um, but the, it's great. I think we get like a record three different car crashes. One of which may have been the same car. I don't really know. Uh, but without any any of them blowing up. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty impressive. Uh, they had to save up there. their explosives budget for the end, where they just blow up That's an true. oil rig. <laughs> That's true, um, and then they they, uh, yeah they they continue to follow on like motorbikes. And then he gets out of the the thing at some point and just lets it drive off into the sunset. Yeah, and it's a trick. It steals one of, and it steals one of their motorbikes yeah. and it drives back. All right now, well, that's great. Now I'm I'm rewinding a little bit. Like I said, I'm jumping all over the place. The bit where Tiffany Case is blocking the the scientist guy with her car at the gas station, so that way Bond can sneak in and go to the desert yes. base, and. T- what does she say to him? Because he keeps honking her, his horn at her to, to move her car, and he she goes, "Um, you keep tooting on that honker, Charlie, or I'm gonna shoot you in the mouth." Or what? What does she say? Something like yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try and find the line. Okay. Okay. Um, this movie has a lot of weird vehicles. The my my favorite the the part where I was like all right we're gonna have a good time here uh, was was pretty early in the movie um, Bond is going to 
the the meet up with the smuggler for the with Tiffany Case for the first time, um, and uh, th- he's he's going up. He gets the something for Money Penny. We don't remember what it was, and um, he's he's driving off in like a ta- riding off in a taxi. And there's a sign. The sign has like four vehicles, and then the camera does this just like quick like like fast zoom in on hoverboat yeah and then we just immediately cut to a hoverboat because once again hey that's an interesting thing you've never seen before (laughs) um and and yeah i it's it's beautiful this movie's great Mm -hmm. i did want to i did want to say a little bit more about the fight scene between him and the uh the random guy who comes to or who bond is impersonating because um, they get in a fight scene in the elevator. It's, I mean, it's really good. I like it quite a bit. It's a very claustrophobic fight yeah. where they're like smashing out the glass. Well, it's just weird because Bond elevator messes and... up, and that's what starts the fight. Yeah, and it's so quick. I don't know if it's intentional or not. Because he reaches back to try and punch him, and he smashes the glass behind him, yeah, which yeah, alerts yeah. Peter Franks. And they they start um. Pushing the button, he he does like a German accent to throw him off yeah. for for a second. You speak English. They, I speak English. They start they start like moving the elevator up and down and like moving out of the way or like pushing it to to move up and down so that they don't get like stuck outside of the elevator as it's moving up or down or whatever. And yeah. it's 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 a cool little fight. Ends with him knocking the dude out with the uh, or does he does he hit him with the fire extinguisher or does he just spray it with him and then he or, or yeah he sprays him and then he falls off a railing and then he drops and then he it drops on. it off them. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's go ahead and talk about uh, Miss Plenty O'Toole. <laughs> um, she is completely pointless. Sure, she she is nothing but but a, a sex object in this movie. Uh-huh. Um, like the idea is that that she she kind of um, hangs on to high rollers in the casino and tries to give them good luck. Um, mm-hmm pretty girl on your arm you're gonna do better that kind of logic and then you know when they do better she gets a little bit of of the profits um and so hey sean connery's a good looking man just gave her some money let's go sleep with him and then the goons that may or may not be specter agents toss her out the window yep that moment when you realize the wolverine ripped off the throwing somebody out of a a building into a pool (laughs) And then uh, without no, you mean without knowing that? The... Well, well, and then you have one character go, "Oh, that's good aim you have," and they're like, "I wasn't aiming." Yeah. The Wolverine ripped off diamonds are forever. Is what <laughs> I'm trying to get to people. I believe it. Random side note: I was going to say earlier. Do you do you remember Codename Kids Next Door? Yes, Mister Wink and Mister Fib. Is that what you're going with? Oh. I didn't. I didn't realize it was oh, that. Yeah. That clear of a reference. I was just thinking about that, and I hadn't even like. Yeah, that's the, that that's a reference to that. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Go watch Codename Kids Next Door. It's a yeah, good show. From I don't think it's available childhood. anywhere. I'm sure somebody's because got it streaming twenty four seven on YouTube. Well, I was gonna say somehow we have. Uh, that's true. Somehow we have like five streaming services, and none of them have like. There are still so many shows that are just lost in the abyss. Like tears and rain. Correct. Waiting to die alone. <laughs> Indeed. Um, 
But yeah, Tiffany or not Tiffany Case, uh, plenty of tool. <laughs> I do like that line where she goes, "I'm plenty," <laughs> and then he goes, "Well, of course you are." <laughs> well, the the best part is, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> at, at this point, you just kind of take the casual sex. <laughs> you take the casual sexism in stride. You just like well. The follow-up line is is uh, he says she says uh, plenty of tool and he goes named after your father perhaps or something <laughs> yeah. like that. There's some there's some witty one-liners. Um, yeah, like uh, Tiffany Case walks in and she's not wearing like she's wearing something very skimpy and he's like oh that's a nice little uh, almost nothing you're wearing or something mm-hmm. to that effect. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, this is some good, this so, some snarky so, quips. So what happens to Miss Plenty? Uh, they throw out a building, um, she disappears from the plot, and then she shows up at Tiffany Case's house dead. Yes. Drowned in and, the pool, and it's, like, shocking. Yes. And it's disturbing. <laughs> also, Bond is just, like, sitting there on the lawn chair. Yeah. Like, waiting for he didn't Tiffany even, Case like, pull her up. body out. He didn't call the cops. <laughs> Bond's a prick. He was observing the decomposition of a dead body as a psychopath would. It's like, oh, this should be interesting. I guess I'll uh, sit down and take a look, grab a newspaper, and uh, keep an eye out. Have some nice orange juice. (laughs) Um, But apparently there's a deleted scene where she goes to confront Tiffany Case. I don't know exactly how that fixes the plot. Yeah, I also don't understand... I don't know why she's at her house or how she knew to be there... I don't actually know if Plenty O'Toole saw Tiffany Case when she was in Bond's hotel room. Yeah, I don't really understand what happened there where... <clears throat> it's almost like they, they realize the plot doesn't matter and we can just have things happen. Yeah, yeah. Bond walks into the into his apartment and they throw her out and then uh, there's like a bunch of hired goons and then they all leave and then Tiffany Case is left and it's like, wait, what? Yeah. Also, this is one of those movies just because of how old it is where you can clearly see like pretty explicit nudity in certain shots sure um it's not that well hidden even though this movie's pg um sure. especially just watching it in hd like yeah the opening bit where bond strangles the girl like you see uh-huh. her breasts like when he lifts the bra up just like oh okay and like when they're like remastering stuff they're not, they're not thinking oh maybe we should fix that nah it's fine <laughs> yep which as a heterosexual male, I'm fine with that, but, but it's just, <laughs> I don't know, the PG rating is just bizarre, and I know... Because this, you are part of the patriarchy. I am part of the patriarchy. Yes. James Bond is my hero. <laughs> you stupid twit, you <laughs> switched it for the real one! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, the plot the device is... for a different time. The plot device of her having the tape in her swimsuit is just bizarre. And then Blofeld's quip yes. of, of, oh, you're looking a bit cheeky today, aren't we? Or whatever. Yeah. He says, oh, yeah, what it's... a pity. Such nice cheeks, too. And I'm like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> Why are we here? On <laughs> that whole... The last 20 minutes of this movie are terrible. <laughs> Um, actually, no, 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 not the last twenty minutes. the The final five minutes are perfect. the the yes. per, The twenty minutes before that are terrible. 
Sure. Because the Wenton Kids stuff is just delightful. Um, mm-hmm. how, how do you feel about Jimmy Dean playing Willard White? He's, I actually like him quite a bit. I like how he doesn't realize what's going on, and he never really yeah. does seem to yeah. understand what's he's, going on. No, he's he's just like this sort of like country bumpkin type thing going on. Like, that was great. I I did not realize that. I see now that he was going for more of a Howard Hughes yeah. thing. That's why they had. Um, that's what ended up happening to Howard Hughes. He was he locked himself away in a yes. Las Vegas high rise. So. Yes. And that's the whole thing of like, oh, we don't know who Willard White is. We've never even seen him. He just locks himself away yeah, and yeah. runs his business from there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's enjoyable. It's For some reason, it's just one of those things where they just pull in these really weird performances that you wouldn't expect, and it's just memorable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think this movie... Considering how much you like this movie, I think you're going to enjoy the the Roger Moore movies a lot more than I expected. Okay. Because um, they very much exist in this world. Mm-hmm. For the most part. Of the, the theater of the absurd. Right. Uh, but yeah. I feel like I should completely hate this movie. Um, like, I, I should think this is the worst Bond movie, or one of them. And it ends up being okay. <laughs> well, I think it ends up being a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I can't give it like a, a massively high score, no. but you only live twice I, as I garbage. That's the worst one. Yes, yeah, absolutely. We definitely have not nosedived as I was thinking we might. Where where everything has just been. It came close. It did come close. Yeah, but we've risen for now. <laughs> I don't think just thinking about the rest of the movies I don't think it gets any worse than than like this and Honor Majesty's Secret Service I don't think it gets much lower don't don't say that I mean we'll watch Moonraker and then we'll hate it but you know don't say that Um, don't don't say that don't put don't put that on yeah I will (laughs) well it's alright because we get to delay it for a while yeah um, have you told the, the kids at home what, what we're doing next yeah. before we get into so, grades? We're, we're holding our grades hostage so you hear our plans. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, we are we are going to be tackling the Twilight Saga. Oh, my God. It'll be a, a solid five movies, is my understanding. Uh, in the middle of... Uh, we we can go ahead and 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 give a give a little bit of our plans going forward, right? We, we... I don't care. All right, I'm gonna do it. Going rogue. Um, Bond doesn't do so that we're... in this movie. He doesn't. That's correct. Although I don't know how long he actually keeps his cover as Peter Franks. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so uh, the oh jeez, what have I done? What why do I have HBO now on my phone? When am I ever going to watch Game of Thrones on my phone? Anyway. It deserves um, the big screen. <laughs> so so we uh, <clears throat> we will be finishing up with, with the uh, the Twilight Saga um, in, in just five short weeks. Uh, I'm sure they will feel like an eternity uh, to Alex specifically. Um, I am currently attempting to read the Twilight books and it is not successful. <laughs> Uh, at the moment, not even because they're, they're. It's actually, it's really not like. Uh, 
we're, we're going to get into this a lot more. When if we you actually say talk about they're the not that bad, I might punch you. <laughs> oh no, they're, they're really not. Like I, I understand, I get it. No, but the thing is, like we're we're going to get into that more too. But the the general idea of the fact that the the Twilight movies are ridiculed and maybe maybe fairly so, but they're they're ridiculed so much more harshly than something like the Transformers movies or James Bond or Harry Potter uh, and the Half Blood Prince. Or Harry the Potter worst Netflix. Harry Potter movie. Not really what I was going for, but I'll accept it. I'm, I'm. Um, if the Twilight movies, grading wise, are on the level of those last few Harry Potter movies, we will have a victory. And by that I mean if they are able to reach above or matching D's and D pluses. Fair. We will have um, reached a victory. I'm, well, I, I will. Say, I will call that a W. Sure. <laughs> uh, but there is there is a general sense of like because this thing is targeted at teenage girls, it is inherently less noble of a venture than stupid schlocky action blockbusters hey, uh, that hey, are that hey, are targeted hey, at, hey, are at you calling, teenage guys. Are you calling James Bond stupid schlocky? No, not really. Blockbusters? That's, That's not only really. some of them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not really applicable to, to this necessarily because this is such a polar opposite well, in terms funny. of we're we're going from like the peak masculine franchise to like the yes. peak feminine franchise. Yes. Like we're um, I don't know we we didn't plan it out like that, but apparently that's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, Although Transformers probably would have been the more apt mirror. Well, well, so I'm thinking with the the reason why like I wouldn't necessarily use Transformers would be the fact that Transformers it is kind of similar in terms of just like mat- messy, ridiculous action, uh, and then you, well, I mean it, it it almost really is because it's it's insane action, and then it's uh, the the Sam Witwicky is supposed to be like a fill in for like weak, uh, you know, sort of like he's supposed to be like oh you know he's he's an everyman because he's he's this this wimpy loser like you guys yeah. um and then so like it is he's a mary sue uh it is almost the same thing we will we will have to talk about mary sue because i'm i'm realizing why i hate that phrase even more so than i used to hate that phrase is it because bella is in fact a mary sue <laughs> it is but i i think that that's the, well this is a conversation we will have I'll put it that put it that. Um but like I don't know. We'll we'll have to get into the fact that generally the Twilight Saga was was abhorred by everyone by by girls who who were, you know, in the watching those in the time period saying, "Oh no, no, we're not like the the other girls. We don't like the Twilight Saga." And for obviously like anyone who liked Harry Potter and like the, it felt like the entire world when these movies were coming out just piled onto these movies. And I, I don't know that there's there's really that much of a difference. And, and I haven't seen the movies. I'm only talking about what I've read of the book so far. I don't know that there's really that much of a difference between these movies that we're going to be talking about and big schlocky action blockbusters that are, are giving you a male power fantasy for, you know, the, the action hero to come in and, and blow stuff up and, and be cool and get the lady. You know, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll have to we'll have to get into that. And I I'm kind of just speaking off of my knowledge. I haven't really gotten into it yet, but we'll we'll see how this goes. It could still be very terrible. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm, I'm gonna uh, say that's probably gonna happen. Definitely in the maybe stage. <laughs> 
So what's your grade for Diamonds Are Forever? Uh, C minus. Okay. I should hate this movie. I don't. I can't. I can't even put it in the D range because it knows what it is. I'm and going it's C plus. It's oh my god. <laughs> it's so much fun until I thought this movie was delightful. I, I think it's... if the third act were able to pull it up a bit. I think I would consider giving it that same grade. I just didn't care for the the oil rig stuff. I didn't I didn't like it very much. This movie is to the C range what the original Ant-Man is to the B range for me, where it's like there it could never rise above that level, but it is everything I could I could want. Like if I saw if you told me this this movie for me personally was going to be a C plus, this is what I would want yeah. it to be. This is this is as good as it could get. That's fair. Um yeah, it's just so bizarre. <laughs> this is how we end off the Connery run. Yep. It's so bizarre. How far we've come. Um, but I was gonna I was gonna finish too. Um we will be tackling Twilight Saga. Um then we're gonna be knocking off some, some catch up movies and we will be we will be doing our big one hundred and fiftieth episode. I don't know if we're gonna do any fancy plans. For that, we'll, we'll try and we'll try and get some friends of the podcast in if we can. Um, but the the main thing is that that is going to be uh, Bumblebee. So we're going to we're going to have uh, for for those of you keeping track at home, uh, we we started off this podcast with Transformers. Then we'll, we'll we 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 picked up uh, Transformers Five. Yes, uh, that was episode or or, or I, I don't know if it's episode seventy five, but we were we released a commentary around it or, or for it as a 75th uh, episode special and then we will uh, uh, 75 episodes later we are we are bringing it back around again with uh, with Bumblebee and then we will carry on with whatever else we feel like carrying on with <laughs> probably the Roger Moore movies I don't know if we'll do another franchise in between there but we'll see yep yeah I have a f- if you like this tone and just how goofy this is and how comedic it is, I sure. I think you'll have a good time with at least the first few Roger Moore movies. We'll see. <laughs> well, plus, well, well, the thing is, Roger Moore is much better with comedy overall than I think Sean Connery mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Because Roger Moore, like, even admitted, he's like, I don't take Bond seriously. I think it's all kind of silly. So, sure. I'm like, oh, wait a how respect for the character yeah. <laughs> whatever alright anyways um, yeah closing closing thoughts on Diamonds Are Forever anything I liked it <laughs> go watch it yeah I have a feeling I'm going to regret the grade that I gave it like you didn't enjoy <laughs> it that much I'm gonna regret it because I should have given it an A plus. And I gave you only live twice an F. That's fair. I everything yeah. balances out. <laughs> As all things, As should, all be. things should be. Whatever. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Um, if you think Batman shouldn't kill people, you're an idiot and a monster, and you don't understand how the world works. Um, <laughs> and if you're looking forward to Dark Phoenix, um. You're, you're an idiot and a monster and you don't know I was going to say you're a sane, intelligent, wonderful human being. Uh, 
And if you're looking forward to episode nine, that means uh, you hate women. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, how did we get there? Uh, uh, artist subjective. Did, did we break the the Alex uh, topical reference meter? <laughs> artist subjective. What if I just what if I just what if I just hold you in this purgatory forever? <laughs> I just keep saying it over and over again. And, yes. See, then I'll turn into Howard Hughes. I believe it. Now we're now we're we're bringing it back. I'll just start repeating lines over and over again. All right, I guess I guess we're we're stuck in a loop. Whenever it's, it's I mean, I already set the line. I'm just waiting on you. So no, yeah, yeah the, I, I, I've, I I can't. It has to be a call and response. It's not gonna. We we can't just have this this go across multiple conversations. That's not that's not how this works. So you want me to say it again? That's accurate. Okay, you could have just said that in the first place. <laughs> Now you've wasted everyone's I time. I had to explain my logic. Thank you, everyone, this for is listening. He's still talking. <laughs> I don't know why, especially when he wants me to say something to trigger his response. Uh, art is subjective. Stay rogue, everybody. Oh, okay. He did the thing. <laughs>